Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen to the most spectacular adventure in space, Moonraker. It's out of this world. What exactly do you want to hear, Drax? Moonraker 1, liftoff. Moonraker 2, liftoff. Moonraker 3, liftoff. Moonraker 4, liftoff. We have liftoff. What's that? city in space. James Bond and the Dr. Goodhead. Despite your efforts, my finely wrought dream approaches its fulfillment. Gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing the 007th month. Yeah, we are. With 1979's Moonraker. Wider than a mile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are not alone. Wait, what? That's right. Uh, we are joined. <laughs> By the stars of What Were They Thinking, Brendan and Nathan. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Dracula. Hello, how are you? Thanks, Steve. Welcome to Everything I Learned from Movies. Yes, welcome, gentlemen. Is it time for the low haiku yet? (laughs) It's not that show, Brendan. Sorry, I got my wires crossed. (laughs) No worries. Welcome to Brendan and Nathan's other show. (laughs) (laughs) 
foreskin and gun. <laughs> no, anyway. <laughs> uh, God damn babe, it. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, are you now? I am now. Sorry, guys. Super professional. This is Future that's, Steve. Probably. That's fine. It's fine. Future Steve. <laughs> Wider, Wider than a mile. Than a mile. Hey, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> talking about your dick, Steve. Oh, well. All right. I was talking about your that's butthole. <laughs> well, <laughs> one leads to the other. Am I right? Hey. hey. Uh, that's it, math. <laughs> So, Steve, we have from Trumer Brewing in Berkeley, California, the perfectly crafted Pilsner. Ooh. Yeah. Truman Pils is, a hand, is handcrafted at our brewery in Berkeley, California, using a 400-year-old family recipe perfected at the original Trumer Brewery in Salzburg, Austria. Ooh. A classic Pilsner. Trumer is only brewed with German Pilsner moths and noble hops. Brewed in Berkeley means beer drinking in America can enjoy Trumer. Beer drinkers in America can enjoy Trumer the way it was meant to be tried. Fresh! Today, Trumer's craft brewers continue their singular pursuit of the most awarded Pilsner in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, what's the APV on this puppy? Yeah, probably like five. Yeah, like four or five. 4.9% alcohol by volume. Oh, I was so close. I'm going to pop my top here. Oh, my top! Oh, he said it! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention, this isn't a tall boy can, so it's a lot Classy. of... Izzy likes a mm-hmm. tall boy. Mm, I do. I like him long and lean. And, and wide. than a mile. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's All butthole right, is so yes, wider is... than a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a light malty beer. Got a little bit of a green apple note on it, which is appropriate for the style crystal clear this is a nice golden yellow got a white foamy head lots of tiny bubbles steve's got in for the zip yeah very uh very light refreshing but yeah nice little uh little crisp finish Mm-hmm. little floral notes yeah perfect yeah. for a hot day this is a great beer if you guys get a chance to get your hands on some trumer do it they make a hell of a pills who wants to drink Indeed. a flower <laughs> don't knock it till you try it baby you yes. know, classy bitches like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am a classy bitch, Steve. Yep. All right. <laughs> but back to Moonraker. Yes, 1979's Moonraker from director Lewis Gilbert. Who's he, Steve? Uh, he is the combination of the two nerds from Revenge of the Nerds. No, oh, he shit. is a director. Um, he also did uh, You Only Live Twice. Um, <laughs> yeah. We mentioned him earlier on an earlier episode. We also did Spy Who Loved Me, this, uh, Alfie... The original Alfie? The original Alfie with my cocaine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Coming soon on another podcast. So, what, <laughs> that's a good classics. movie, Brendan. Why would we be covering classics. that? Uh, oh, Nathan, um, I have another podcast. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Trifling <laughs> cheater. Shit. Adulterer. Adulterer. <laughs> I am like Yuri Zhivago. Oh, that's a reference to a movie we did on that podcast. Sorry, I don't know where you get off talking about Steve's butthole being a mile wide because by the sounds to me like you've been spreading it all over town. Uh, Jason's oh, not very shit. Jason's not very well hung. Oh, well, I hate it when couples fight. No, I wonder if mommy and daddy are getting divorced. <laughs> it Listen, sounds like kids, it, kids. Kids, and guess what? It's your fault. Yeah. Is it our fault? Damn it! No! I still want my gummy bears! <laughs> Sheila, can you get her some gummy bears? Still made on that water, Sheila. All right. 
These jokes are just for us. Also <laughs> comes from writer Christopher Wood. Who's he, Steve? James oh. Wood's dad. <laughs> Oddly enough, no. Um, Christopher Wood is the writer of The Spy Who Loved Me, this, and quite possibly the greatest spy movie ever made. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. And, of course, Sir Roger Moore as James Bond in this this epic tale. Uh, Lois Childs, I believe is how you say her name, as Holly Goodhead. Oh, Michael Lonsdale as Hugo Drax. Yeah. <laughs> From Guardians of the Galaxy. Was he Michael? Wait, no, Michael Drax, Drax, Drax. Oh, oh Drax, Drax. Drax. Oh, yeah, Drax. Drax. That's yeah, his like, full name. I don't remember an old dude being in Guardians <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for Stallone, I guess, in number two. But anyway. I oh, Guardians! For some reason, I thought he was in uh, Avengers Infinity War. <clears throat> yes! Please tell me you're going to say the same thing. <laughs> Yes, he's, he's yes. a giant Michael Peter Lonsdale Dinklage, does right? bear yes! a striking resemblance to another actor. I wrote that down. I was like, this is full-size Peter Dinklage. <laughs> well, yep. no. Yes. yes. Peter Dinklage is full-size exactly Peter Dinklage. what we screamed in our living room. Well, you know what I mean. He, I even, sounds like, yeah. he even sounds like Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Yes, Michael Lonsdale apparently is a six-foot-two version of Peter Dinklage back in the 70s. Where was he around the time Dinklage was born? Who knows, but we may oh find my God. out. Guys, we him? No, I don't know. Guys, the best part is he's also doing that, like, tiptoes French accent. Yeah. Rolf, my brother, how are you? <laughs> oh, Peter Dinklage is here on the Muppets. Let's go, gang! Jesus. <laughs> For reference to all of the jokes this episode, please refer to our catalog of back episodes. <laughs> the references are so fucking backlogged at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, when are we going to get to right. talking about so, Mario's penis? <laughs> uh, Wider than a mile. <laughs> longer than a mile. Wait, longer than the Nile. There we go. <laughs> uh, so we start out with Mariah's penis. <laughs> well, with the most almost. realistic space shuttle plane combo ever. I oh my god. Have, this is an airplane sex ed movie? see when a space shuttle and an airplane love each other very much (laughs) and then you get and then you get an old uncle at the table that's like i don't believe in that sort of thing (laughs) so my thing is just that uh i feel like maybe they've got their positioning wrong i just have this feeling that the the hull of an airplane can't really support the weight of a space shuttle that's the I think one, that's correct. the one scientific inaccuracy in this movie. Just the one. That's it. Yeah, it's really one. yeah, it's really the only thing that sort of pulled me back out of it. <laughs> but yes, uh, in in perfect order. Uh, there's apparently some stowaways on this 747 with the uh, shuttle backpacking on it. I guess yeah. um, with helmets uh, that look like they have toothaches. Yeah, because they're like. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, so they hop into the shuttle and start the afterburners and fly right off with little to no ill effects. Um, um, is that how it works? No, I believe the plane explodes. Well, the plane explodes, but the shuttle's perfectly intact. Oh, the shuttle's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, yeah. This this shuttle called the Moonraker. I believe Moonraker Moon One. Moonraker. Okay, that can we get that be the last Andy Williams reference, please? Never. <laughs> we have to honor his memory. <laughs> All right, so then we got to where, where's James Bond at a time like this? Well, he's finishing up the last leg of his African travels. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and it's like the lamest, it's like the lamest ending of another Bond movie is the start of this Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a nondescript villain like, well, oh, I'm going to jump out of this plane with my parachute now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, so he's... So he's, you know, going full face-off, like, making a stewardess suck his tongue or whatever in, uh, oh. in, a, in, like, a private jet. And then she pulls a pistol on him, and he's completely unfazed. He's just like, would you take that out of my pocket, or is that yours? I don't understand Because it's on. Roger Moore, and he's terrible. And then, the, and then the pilot comes out, and he's like, aha, Mr. Bond, you're a fool. We're gonna just crash you in this fucking airplane. Still kind of nonplussed, just like, oh, really? One mm. of these? All right, do what you must. Aha! And then starts fighting and trying to get a parachute and blah, blah, blah. So he shot the control panel. And then out of fucking nowhere comes a seven like foot three RKO. Jaws. Uh, wait, the <laughs> yeah. shark's in this movie? <laughs> yes. A fucking shark in midair. <laughs> fucking shark. You may be wondering, who's Jaws if he's not a shark? Well, it's played by Richard Keel, and he was in. Uh... Ega. Oh, fuck, what? Ega. Oh yes, yes, Ega and uh, Happy Gilmore. You know the well, Bond guy. Doesn't he hold the distinction of being uh, the only Bond villain? Well, one of the only Bond villains, other than Blofeld, that shows up more than once. Yeah, correct. And he pops up in this one for whatever reason. Is he just like a hired assassin? He, yeah, he is the comedy okay. side plot. I yeah, because <laughs> that too in the movie, uh, <laughs> Bond says he's Jaws. He kills people. So yeah. I'm yeah, guessing yeah. he's just, yeah, a hired assassin. Yeah, well, I think Drax actually, like, hires him later, and right now he just kind of hates James Bond. Yeah, he's trying to hate-fuck James Bond right now, and then he gets paid to do it later. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of stowaways, where was Jaws during this flight? Hiding in, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's still in that shitter. The holding tanks. <laughs> the funny thing is, he wasn't trying to hide, he actually did have to shit. <laughs> do you have any idea what i have to eat through these goddamn metal jaws of mine <laughs> it's most mostly protein paste and have you have you ever bit your own tongue think about it <laughs> that's why i don't talk oh shit i'm talking sort of more later that guy would be the worst of foreplay oh boy <laughs> or the best mm, no <laughs> I'm so anyway, angry. Jaws throws uh, James Bond out of the, the airplane without a parachute. But luckily there's somebody else that jumped, I don't know, 30 seconds earlier. Yeah. He can, uh, he can catch up to him, you know, Point Break style. Oh my god. This <laughs> point Break, you axed. Yeah. I, I saw this movie when I was a kid. My dad liked the James Bond movies. So when we got a VCR and they all started coming on video, of course, I had to watch most of them. And uh, this was the first movie I'd ever seen anybody like grab their butt for aerodynamics to catch up to somebody while they were skydiving without a parachute. It, it magical. I, you time. know what though? Magical times a child. You know what though? Like I gotta say, overall as an overall thing, the special effects in this movie are not that bad. 
Yeah, they're not that good either. I didn't think they were that terrible for 1979. Uh, I, I mean, it was a scant 10 years after 2001 Space Odyssey, and I don't know, the, some of the space scenes that come up later. Are fantastic? Yeah, yeah you're right, Steve. Yeah. That, just to put it this way, they're not as laughably horrible as I was hoping they would be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, so he goes down, he fights with the guy, gets the parachute from him, but then Jaws is also in pursuit. And, yep. uh... Oh. Hello? I'm here. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. We're still here. Oh, okay. We well, yeah, just got a weird beep on our end, right? Yeah, you we did. I totally okay. got it. Yeah, okay. I thought we just got disconnected. Yeah. You guys okay. a call waiting anyway. or something on your Skype? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're getting a call from Uve Bowl. Let me just uh, well, him Later. In Bye. See you guys. Hello. He's unbanned. Hello, Izzy? Oh, it's my hero. Hello? Hello. Hello, Izzy. Whatever. I'm tight. Is he Wait, gone? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't Uve. It was Tommy Wesso. <laughs> well, if you where if were we talking? To oh Uwe, yeah, jo- tell him. See you next Tuesday. So all right. So Jaws Moonraker. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys happen to notice who one of the editors on this movie was? No. John Glenn. <laughs> Who's he? Oh yeah, the astronaut. Yeah, yeah. But He's a. I- don't think it was that John Glenn. No, no, it was not. He, uh, he. I, I think we used that joke back in Goldfinger. He's like editor on like a dozen of these movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like John Glenn. So, wow, he really had hard times. And the- so <laughs> Jaws crashes was, to his death. I just figured it was fitting. Yes, Jaws is plummeting to his death. Movie. Technical consultant John Glenn. No, not that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jaws is falling down. Uh, chasing after Bond, but Bond pulls his parachute, and Jaws is like, alright, I'll get him, I'll pull my parachute. Whoopsie, it's not working! And then smash right into a circus. Izzy, why are you doing the theme from the original Dr. Zhivago? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) That's a great question, Dave. I don't know. They also do that for the tightrope walkers. <laughs> okay, it sounded like Lara's theme. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tightrope walkers use use like a similar theme. Okay. I'm like, wait, right. why am I thinking about the circuses? Yeah, yeah. When they're up on the tightrope, they go da 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 da. Okay. Fun fact. Yeah, I, I recognize it now. So yeah, it lands right in the middle of the Doctor Shivago's traveling circus, and then we go into the <laughs> intro. There is a lot of rape at that circus. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of incest and rape yes <laughs> yeah. okay. i was gonna say shirley bassey sings the, the theme song yeah i thought it was like like the first part of it like it was a little bit like like diana ross was singing i remember she sang one of them but then it was like oh yeah shirley bassey's singing the song really mm-hmm. yeah. not, not quite a diamonds are forever like the <laughs> distinguished power ballads that she does i guess <laughs> But uh, also yeah. a lot of uh, flying, spinning nudes, which is always yes. good in a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. I thought the and theme... Now, girls jumping on trampolines! Right. That's <laughs> I what thought I thought. the theme was, was okay. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. No, it's, yeah. It's no Goldfinger. It's no Goldfinger, but it was good. It's true. Goldfinger! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no chick covered in gold paint, slowly suffocating to death. Dude, that... Jesus Christ. (laughs) They all work. All of the James Bond titles work. Alright, world is not enough. Go. Another day. (laughs) What about the world is not enough, Izzy? Do it. The world is not enough. Oh, if if I may... (laughs) 
if I may indulge. Octopussy wider than a mile. (laughs) Accurate. Thank you. So so we've gotten past the opening theme. (laughs) (laughs) Only Ben... Hey Steve! Uh, only been remember, Affleck can stop. Remember the Deep Raper. Blue Sea, Steve? Do you remember Deep Blue Sea? <laughs> Deepest. So, Brendan, about our podcast, where can people find our podcast? <laughs> well, they can find it at WWC. Let's see. What were they thinking? Police department. <laughs> Podcoin. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. <laughs> Two. <All right>. Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> oh my god. All the regular Michael Bagford, Diana, I am so sorry. <laughs> yes, the two people listening to this right now. <laughs> Two. So we cut back to London. Woo! No, no, no. Uh but London yeah, bar- apparently Oh my god. Here, take it away, babe. You got this. No, no, just... go for it. They're back in London. <laughs> You're more than just background singing. No, 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 I'm just sad. I'm just here for the sound effects and the titties. That's true. London, England, wider than a mile. Accurate. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Go ahead. All right, there's no signs of the Moonraker, so who are they going to call? James Bond, that's who. And they're going to send him to sunny California to meet with Hugo Drax of Drax Industries. Who's he, Steve? Uh, apparently he's Peter an Dinklage. industrialist of some kind. I don't know. He's Peter yeah, Dinklage. He makes moonrakers. He... <laughs> he he makes rakes for the moon. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's in a relationship with Patricia Arquette. Space Force. Who are gonna rake our forests? Moonrakers. <laughs> Guys, I don't want you to. Fr- I don't want to pass over the fact that um, when Bond was being shown uh, secret footage, it said most secret instead of top secret i just thought that was yes. funny <laughs> yeah big, big flashing secret. white letters most yeah. secret it's more secret than top secret <laughs> you, you know it would have been better if it was like over exactly like right in the middle of the screen like what you were supposed to be seeing it was just popping most secret like it's so secret we can't even show you on this top secret satellite <laughs> right <laughs> how secret is it oh most secret mr bond most indubitably secret. Uh, yeah. But luckily, Q is there to uh, introduce the dart firing watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure where that's where Ford Fairlane got the idea. <laughs> got yes. friggin' dots in your watch. <laughs> oh, I'm James Bond. Forget about. <laughs> Doesn't he at one point say James Bond? I fucked him. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's when I was trying to like figure out what that meant, and I was like, J- Nathan, that's a really progressive message for this movie. And you were like, No, no, that's not what he means. <laughs> uh, but but in California, we're introduced to the humble pilot Corinne Dafour. Yeah, uh, yes, you know, just, she literally just a says helicopter I am... pilot wearing a super low cut vest as a top. Yeah. Oh my god, the yeah. side boob in this movie. Was yeah. one of the only things keeping me from drifting off into sleep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a James Bond film. It's always good for some titties. Mm. Yeah. That you never get to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to keep it family friendly. Come on. Use your imagination. Right. <laughs> it's That's no why you Charlotte get side boob. playing in Orca side boob, but it does the trick. What can no... be though? 
or or something Brendan may know more of. It's no 16-year-old Kira Knightley and Dr. Zhivago miniseries side boobs. You saw it too, you sons of bitches! <laughs> yeah, but the difference is we enjoyed it. <laughs> what? Wait a second. The difference is right, so... we finished <laughs> masturbating. So we oh. fly into the Drax estate on a helicopter. Well, uh, it looks a lot like Versailles. Anybody else get that? Oh, yeah. You mean Versace? <laughs> no, no, Vers- Versailles. Oh, Versailles, yes, of course. And we're also briefly introduced to apparently a female assassin training facility in the middle of the courtyard. Mm-hmm. It's where mm-hmm. they uh, they train all the pilots. Okay, I, y- you guys have seen the Great Muppet Caper, right? Yes, uh, of course. Okay. I actually don't know if I have or not. Okay, there's the three, like, jewel thieve girls in that movie. Yeah. Are they in this movie? I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked this up, but I was, like, watching it last night, and it was like, I think those are the same three girls. You continue. I'm going to look it up. I'm genuinely curious now. Yeah, right? Okay. Thank you. No problem. (laughs) So then we're introduced to Hugo Drex. As we mentioned earlier, is a six-foot-two Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage! (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Actually, at first, I didn't think Dinklage. I thought, oh, it was the replacement boss on the IT crowd. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know his name, but yeah. Mm. We have not seen that one yet. Orson Welles? That's a, oh, that's a great show. The IT crowd? It's great. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Simon Pegg one? No, no. that's Spaced. Okay. Oh, it's the dude from, like, he was in, like, fucking the, uh, the Bridesmaids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, well, the guy, Oh, Chris, the, Chris O'Dowd? Chris yeah, O'Dowd, Chris O'Dowd. And then the other guy was in The Watch. I forget his name, but he's really funny. It's good. He's got a, a really odd-sounding name, and not like he's got a like, big like fro type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. From the from the Richard Iote, right? There it is. Richard Iote. All right. Steve knows him from his gifts. <laughs> I, oh, of the fro guy with a bag of popcorn. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> oh God, Steve. No, he's not Michael Jackson. All right. <laughs> no, he's, he's he's the second one that comes I, up. I know. I know. <laughs> He's, the, he's second row, third from the left. That gif. That gif. All right, gotcha. Everybody out there God knows damn. exactly what you're talking about. It's like it's like right. C- Citizen Kane. Oh, is that the gif where Orson Welles is clapping? Oh, yeah, I know that one. Fourth row, fifth over. <laughs> Sarcastic clap, I believe. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> oh, so after meeting fuck. Hugo Drax, we're also introduced to his cross-eyed Chinese henchman. Chan, Chan, that's his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, can I just say the and, first time I heard his name, I thought they said Jan. <laughs> that made me laugh Jan. a lot. Jan Hook, like a boy named Sue, his... it made him tougher, angrier, cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His sidekick is Jan Hooks. So let's let's face it, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we're also introduced to Doctor Holly Goodhead, um, which yes, on loan from NASA. What I think is hilarious is that, okay, so, spoiler alert, she ends up being, like, an FBI or CIA type thing, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, what I think is really funny is that uh, Bond finds out she's the doctor, and he's like, oh, a woman! And (laughs) he says, like, are you fully trained to be an astronaut? And then, it's funny because, like, you're like, oh, it's just, like, the typical Bond, like, sexist thing. But then later you find out that he's right because she's not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so his his sexist suspicions were correct. <laughs> his his spy skills are on point. It's almost yeah. as if James Bond is good at his job, guys. 
I know, but like the ways, but I just mean like this movie is like no, he 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 used his sexist suspicions. Well, to and correctly predict. Indeed. Well, and they were confirmed later on when uh, she takes him to a G four simulator, yeah. and then uh, basically she's like giving an explanation like, oh, even a seventy year old can take up to three Gs, and I'm like, how old is Roger Moore in this one? I know, uh, I know, of you to a kill, he's a little more. How yeah. dare. How dare you say his real age? Yeah, right. Yeah, he even gives her a look like, the fuck you trying to say? I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm like, nothing, I'm nothing. like, bitch, he's pretty close to 70. <laughs> At least he looks it. Yeah. Well, then, so he gets in and like, oh yeah, there's the chicken switch, blah, blah, blah. But then Chan comes in. I, I, I don't know. Goodhead's called by Drax to like, see how everything is going as a distraction or something. And she's gone well, for, I don't know, five minutes of, it's a so pretty how's good your mother? Out. Yeah, it's a pretty good fake out because um, when that happens, I think you're supposed to be led to believe that she's in on this, like that she's a villain. Yes, at least that's what I got. Yeah. So I was, I actually thought, oh. oh, she's working for Drax. So I, I, the twist actually got me a little bit. Uh, the girls that you were talking about from the Great Muppet Caper, there, Steve, with Marla, Carla, and Darla. Yes, they were not in this movie. Aww. Then the so doppelgangers were. That's right, the twin sisters. Apparently. But you know who was? You know who was in this movie, Steve? Peter Dinklage. Oh, shit! Lies. Alright, sorry, gentlemen, hold on a second. I gotta pee. (laughs) (laughs) I hear she's spilling urine in the other room! What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you can hear that? I hear everything. I'm a dog. Fantastic. Remember me from the right, Tiptoes so episode? About 12 minutes into this movie, we can... Uh... Go back in time and listen to all the jokes about me and my family. <laughs> Has Peter Dinklage ever been on, like, The Muppets or in a Muppet movie? Looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage, Muppets. I'm sure he's been it on, seems, like, Sesame Street or like something. It seems like a natural fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Alright, and we're back. We're back! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so so the G simulator gets turned up to like fifteen Gs, and then Bond's able to fire a dart, and I guess it shorts <laughs> something out and shuts the whole system down when like one fuse in the that was the armor piercing dart because there were armor piercing darts yeah. and cyanide tip darts. But yeah, <laughs> shut it down. He gets out, and of course she's like, "Oh, I have no idea what could have happened," and he's like, <laughs> "Like, bitch, as soon as I." <laughs> As soon as there's only one of you, I'm going to kick your ass. No. Uh, <laughs> right. in, in the meantime, where is your restroom? <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I think because right after this he goes and sees, uh, what's that girl's name? Corinne Defour or whatever? Well, it's funny because he says to her, like, she's like, oh, to what do I owe the pleasure? And he's like, would you be offended if, it, if I said it was for information? He's basically like, would you be offended if I said I didn't come to fuck you but to pick your brain? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And then he's basically like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's fuck. Like, ah, uh, you know what, I'm bored of this already, let's just get to it. You talk too much. He also got really hot when she said she was illiterate. And that was weird, because <laughs> she's supposed to be an astrophysicist, right? And yeah. she never yeah. learned to read. Well, I think I think it was supposed to be, like, coy, because it was, like, the list of things my mother never told, told me never to do, and then she's yeah. like, but I'm yeah. illiterate. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was making a like, self-deprecating joke to get laid. Ladies do it all the time. I, I don't, 
It was it was weirdly positioned. <laughs> he was like, yeah. mm. yeah, like oh really? Yunk. Dinklage was unfortunately never in a Muppet movie. What? Was he ever Yet. on Sesame Street? There's he was on time. Sesame Street. Did you say he was? He was. He was on Sesame Street. I knew it. But he you can't avoid the truth. Any Muppet movies. Man. Mm. Imagine him in Animal, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Ooh. Animal Peter Dinklage road trip movie. <gasps> yes. Peter Dinklage joins uh, Electric Mayhem. Yes, but, but, and Animal but Ralph is in the back. Left behind, and Peter Dinklage has to drive him to the next gig. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood, and we're writing this for you. Hit up. He's up. playing. He's playing Ooh. his character from Tiptoes. <laughs> yeah, either that or uh, Animal accidentally enrolls himself in a Cannonball Run type race. Peter, <laughs> he hires Peter Dinklage to be his driver. I'm in. I I'm would in. watch the hell out of that. <laughs> Oh, we'll move right along. some assistance. No, Animal's the drummer, by the way. I know. I'm bringing Rolf back in oh, from okay. Tiptoes. So oh, wait, from Tiptoes. On that episode, you missed out. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, wait, I'm going to public television. Oh, good luck. <laughs> sorry. Why do the Muppets keep coming back every time we do this? The Muppets are awesome. <laughs> It's fair. Fair point. All right. So Bond uh, puts DeForest to sleep with his D, and then it's yeah. time to crack a safe with his cigarette case. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he pulls out his 007 brand spy camera to take pictures. I want mm. one of those, honestly. Right? Right. I honestly have it written down, like, where can I get one? My mom has one. A 007 well, because spy camera with a, the 007 on it? It doesn't have the 007, but she's got a little mini spy camera. Oh. The only thing is, they haven't made film for it since, like, 1967. That's what I mean. I want an updated version that's digital with the 007 logo on the front of it. Spy camera! Wider than them. <laughs> Come on, Japan, you know you got it. Oh. Yeah. Of course they already have it. They make cell phones the size of, like, I don't know, quarters now. So the next morning, we go to a pheasant hunt slash skeet shoot. Yeah. Skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. And Drax is there, and he's got a, a plan set to where uh, James Bond's going to come out. I don't know. They're going to share a few words. He's going to take a shot, and then a sniper is going to take him out. Uh, the most, like, the, alert. the worst sniper ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you're going to snipe, some, like, like, assassinate somebody, be sure not to give them a gun first. Right? Also. Well, it's like an accident. I'll, also, don't be in a tree in their line of sight. And also, don't yeah. be so close that a shot from a shotgun's gonna kill you. <laughs> yep. Because if they're hunting birds, uh, so... they're using scatter shot. Mm-hmm. So that he would have to be fairly close in order for James Bond to shoot him with enough accuracy and also fill him with enough holes to kill him. Neither wouldn't it have been that great? Happened. That's what she said. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, it have been great if holes. they went... If they went from the wide and then back to, like, a medium shot and you just saw that the tree was, like, right in front of Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy's just laying on the ground right in front of him. Drax is like, I better plan better next time. Yeah. I am the worst Bond villain ever. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, Bond never misses. Hits the guy. And then is like, shoveled off. Uh, Drax is like, oh, you're not a good sport or some shit. I don't know. Some bullshit. Yeah. He's but not then, a very uh, interesting villain, I'm just going to say. What? 
I don't like Hugo. I don't care for Hugo Drax. I think Jaws is way more interesting. Well, yeah. that's why Jaws pops up more. Spoiler alert. Thing, I, I think, think Drax. We don't get to know him enough, so there's not enough stakes around him. He wasn't utilized properly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I just didn't think he had really anything that. I kept me interested in him. Like most other Bond villains, even in the bad Bond movies, I'm like, well, at least the villain is uh, interesting. I just didn't find him interesting at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he should have been interesting. I mean, he's the head of like the top, like he's like the top aerospace engineer in the world. So he should be interesting. I mean, I mean, he says things later in the movie that I was like, what? (laughs) Which is the appropriate reaction. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, he wasn't utilized properly. Hmm. You know who was utilized properly? Hmm. His dogs when they uh, tear the floors <gasps> yeah, apart. Yeah, they do. Did you guys think? <laughs> did you guys think that was the strangest music choice, though? Oh, we, don't, yeah. we try not to think. So, yeah, especially when it comes to music, you know how that happens. Wider than a mile. <laughs> no, but when the attack dogs are like pursuing fucking Kareem Dufour through the forest, it has this like whimsical fucking fantasy music, right? and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it, it's a little like Bright and Cherry where you're like, okay, this is where James Bond swoops in at the last minute, like shoots the dogs, take her, and they run off. Nope. Nope, Bond's heading back to his uh, palatial apartment in Versailles or whatever to then... Versace. Uh, Versace, whatever. Uh, to then magically teleport to Venice. <laughs> yep. it's, it's like, girl getting ripped apart by dogs, and we're in Venice now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> And at first I was like, fuck are we in Venice? And then it was like, oh, Vanini Glass, that's right. That was the picture he took on the spy camera. Okay, alright, I'm with you, movie. So we see uh, glass blowers at work, uh, there's there's the uh, foreshadowing tour of the million dollar bowl, and the glass handle sword, and all this other bullshit. Gentlemen, with why were there no sword with I think you mean handle? bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Absolute why bullshit. is there no fucking security there? Seriously, Not even who's a gonna fucking bit. steal bowls? Well, they're they're worth <laughs> well, millions, though. Yeah, they treat yeah, them well, that and, way. And, and like when the lady like grabs the bowl and the alarm goes off, what happens? Nothing. Nothing. Guess what's gonna happen later? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's what I mean. There is no like Hugo Drax is like, hmm. Do I have anything left to worry about in the budget? Uh, da, da, da. No, I think I got it all. <laughs> But sir, sir, what about the glass museum? Oh no, no, no it's it's about glass. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I I don't know what you're talking about. It, it's worth like what five dollars at a dollarama. They 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 exist, right? <laughs> it's a goddamn hot candy dish. Get it away. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we gonna sell it to? Steve McQueen. Ninety dollars, Ned. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. This is an estate sale. Fine, four dollars. <laughs> okay, but, but while at the glass museum, uh, he runs into Goodhead, Doctor Goodhead, who's just you know there. I guess she's speaking at the Euro Space Commission or whatever bullshit she pulls out of her ass. But he's following her, and then Bond just hops on a random gondola and starts driving away or floating away. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, we'll go with that. Yep. Um, <laughs> where, where's he off to? Who cares? But then uh, a funeral barge, basically, gondola is, like, pulling <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, funeral gondola! And there's a coffin on top of it, because that's yeah. how they travel. Of course. And then it opens up. And then a zombie jumps out looking for brains. No. A gentleman who pulls knives and starts tossing them at Bond, oh, but, of yeah. course, Bond's too quick for all that. And, I forget, does he shoot him or, like, throw the knife back at him? Throws the knife back at him. He throws the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then some guy's smoking and he sees the casket and I think it's like he sees what where his future is headed, so he quits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it can't be me. But, uh, but with the guy being killed on top, the gondola driver at the funeral barge is like, oh shit, I should just use this machine gun, these machine guns I had the whole time. Ga 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 and starts chasing after the gondola. Except, uh ha ha, this is apparently one Q's touch, so now it's a fucking speedboat with like missile launchers and shit so on is it. this I, I is know. it like james bond's personal gondola I no guess, i don't yeah. think so yeah i didn't think it was no, though it, it was so well, weird then no, why would it have so, so every gondola turns into a hover gondola no. and has weaponry gentlemen, on it gentlemen you're both overlooking <laughs> he doesn't have a personal gondola everything he has is property of her majesty's royal service well, you get what I'm saying. That, that yeah. gondola belongs to the queen. Yeah, so, so right. the gondola <laughs> the driver gondola. whatever, he was yeah. uh, also an MI, agent. MI6? Yeah. Mar- okay. Mario Gaspucci? Yeah, that was Felix, guys. Uh, Felix the CIA. Yeah, either way. What's... Mm. So, yeah, oh, this... Chase, Steve, this then... leads to the greatest scene of all time. Yes. Exactly, the reason yes, we it's watched this up. movie. It is coming up. So there's a bo- the boat chase with the gondolas and the speedboats and crashing into everything and a lot of Italian stereotypes screaming, Ah, what are you doing? Oh, ah. My cappuccino! Yeah, my pizza! Arrivederci! <laughs> and then, uh, oh, how am I going to escape this? Well, luckily, this is a hover gondola, so yeah. I can go in the middle of Medici Square. And then, gentlemen, <laughs> who has the best reaction to a hover hey. gondola in Medici Square of all time? <laughs> A fucking pigeon does a double take. <laughs> yes, pigeon double take. Pigeon a double horribly take. This whole movie is worth that scene. A, a horribly edited double take. <laughs> 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 like it looks like one of those music videos from the eighties where they do the same reaction like eight times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's ahead of its time? I understand. Yeah. Yes, groundbreaking. That's a groundbreaking <laughs> pigeon double take. I I didn't know uh, that it was coming up in this movie, and I I'm not even joking. I nearly spit at my drink out when I saw yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah, I I like had to pause it. Like, wait, did that just happen? <laughs> oh yeah, we rewound it. I yeah, I rewound it like twice. I was like, no, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that happens, and Bond just gets away. We just cut to him getting away. Not, uh, I don't know, authorities in Mechie Square go- chasing the hover gun to love finding out, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, Why are there bullets no. everywhere? Why do you have a gun? Steve, super it's... easy. The the call for that, like, hello, Italian authorities. A man in a coffin jumped up and shot at another man, but then the fir- the man who got shot at killed him, and he- now he's dead in the coffin, and then a gondola got out of the water and drove across the square. <laughs> so you've been drinking. <laughs> I thought you yes, were going to say... What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> you have a great day. Is I thought you were gonna say the and only one gondola. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like the authorities were like, oh, so the coffin now has a dead guy, right? Okay, good, we're done. All right, case, yeah. case closed. <laughs> the, the, the coffin is closed, correct? Yes, case closed. We're good. A dead guy for every coffin. That's a Italy's motto. <laughs> that's a that's another Bond movie, by the way. A body in every coffin and two takes for every bird. <laughs> So then uh, we cut back to Bond, because why not? It's a spy movie, right? Yeah. It's um, his movie, guys. It's his movie. He has to get past a uh, super secret door to get into what oh will become god. a lab. But uh, Oh my god. Anybody recognize the code for this, uh, Close. this door? 
Close Encounters! Gentlemen, yes, good. If you didn't recognize this, I was going to jump through the uh, the phone line here and slap you both. <laughs> wow. It's a good oh. thing I have cable internet. All right. Oh, I should have got it wrong then. <laughs> Baby, you got to be careful reaching across the internet. We might lose connection and you'll be like... <laughs> sure, no. You'll like be down to an elbow. Ah, so you'll be like Johnny Depp can... in that terrible internet monster movie. What the fuck was that called? Oh, no. Tra- Transcendent? Lawnmower yeah. Man? <laughs> Transcendent. Yeah, Johnny Depp was in Lawnmower Man, that's right. <laughs> so, Lawnmower Man 2, Job's War. So, growing up, uh, my dad always had cockatiels, and we never taught any of them to talk. <laughs> but we did teach all of them to sing the Close Encounters song. <laughs> How's it going, babe? Oh, the door opened. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's how you secure. You just whistle. It would have been great. A third kind, and then her body is ready. Yeah, no, it would have been great if they entered that code and Richard Dreyfus was doing a cameo as one of the workers. <laughs> he comes out. Yes, yes. What is it? Hey, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's one of the scientists in the lab briefly, since he's only got to show up for you know an hour or two. Right. <laughs> yep. But yeah, basically. But Bond's uh, carelessness leads to murder. It sure does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these scientists are putting these vials of clear liquid in these like glass containers that I guess need to specifically be made by glass blowers, vanini glass. That's the connection. Yep. Whatever. And then Bond like starts sneaking around when the two of them go off to take a shipment out or something. But he leaves one of them out when they come back, and he has to. Oh shit! Hide. And then as they're loading the next batch, one of them drops on the ground. Oh, shit! And then they're instantly like, ah! Is that the only time Bond has, like, accidentally killed someone? I'm sure he's accidentally killed thousands. But, like, just from a very careless mistake. (laughs) Those, Those scientists were innocent souls. Those poor little ratty muffins. They knew what they were working on. The, the animals are fine, well, remember? Yeah. The, the, the stuff doesn't right, affect the animals. The animals aren't affected. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, Mr. Drax, why does this specifically have to kill humans and humans only? That seems oddly specific. You don't question it. You take your paycheck and you move on. <laughs> I do question Get back paychecks. to work. <laughs> Feed my dogs. I do need my wine. <laughs> Where's Patricia Arquette? Uh, but while Bond is escaping... Um, he's then attacked by Chan, who wants to, I guess, spar fight him because he's attacking him with a wooden sword, bamboo sword. Ooh, and like a fencing, seems like a poor choice. Yeah, <laughs> like a fencing mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. He even hits him a couple times, and <laughs> Roger Moore's even like, "Ow, oh, that kind of hurt a little bit." Ow. <laughs> what What's your end game here, Chan? Uh, but then they go into the glass museum and fucking destroy everything. This and, is where. It, Chan finds out that uh, a wooden fencing sword is no match for a legitimate steel blade. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it has a glass handle for some reason. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The fight continues up the stairs and to the top of apparently a clock tower um, on top of the museum. Sure. uh, And then what happens from there? Well, he kicks... Chan through the window into a piano. I want to say a couple things here real quick. Um, people are pretty nonplussed in their reaction to it. And 
when Bond says the wrong line from Casablanca, it's just play it, Sam. Mandela effect, no big deal. And also, I'm actually shocked that this Bond movie didn't have him make a more racist joke, like something like, oh, you're just going to want another one to crash through your piano in ten minutes, or something like that. Wow. Well, yep, Brendan. We're not that kind of show, Brendan. Yeah, oh, so listen to <laughs> well, me... Screen and Country, because I'm not <laughs> affiliated. I, I was actually more surprised there was another pigeon double take. <laughs> they should have just they should have just edited it in from the earlier scene. <laughs> they time everything still. Every shocking and amazing scene in the movie gets a pigeon double take. <laughs> that would have made for a great movie. <laughs> Every Bond movie from now on. Yeah. It had been like Sybil Danning's breast in Howling 2. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. a pigeon double take. But like, and then over the credits, over the credits when she's doing it over and over again, you just keep cutting back between the breasts and the pigeon. Breast, pigeon, breast, pigeon. <laughs> Those are worth a double take, that's for sure. Uh, what are you watching there? Oh, this yeah. new movie called Pigeon Breast. <laughs> <laughs> rated r okay oh yeah so we uh he crashed through the clock we go back to was it bond's hotel room where he meets up with goodhead again sure was good goodhead's apartment or oh no, that's right it was goodhead's hotel room at the continental wherever the hell she was staying um and this is where the jig is up because he finds a pen that turns into like a uh, poison syringe or something or i don't know what yes and the flamethrower christian dior yeah the napalm perfume yeah that was awesome and the uh diary that pops caps i don't know yeah it's so uh, darts but you know oh was the darts damn it yeah <laughs> yeah and she has the earrings that let her hear the 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 thoughts of impure men oh no that's wonder woman so all men <laughs> yeah, so yeah. just men. Men. <laughs> We're men. Uh, but uh, We're the jig men. is up. She's with the CIA. Bond knows it. And how does the Bond interrogate her? Yeah, let's just bang. He also says, <laughs> "If it's a sixty He also says, "If it's a sixty-nine, you were expecting me." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> What you're basically getting at is coitus with Roger Moore is a form of interrogation. Indeed. That's how he pumps for information. Uh, Now I understand the Geneva Convention more. Well, you know how the the mind worms work on uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan? It's like that, but uh, a different orifice rather than your ear. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) That's what were they thinking? No. Uh, let's also, see. Steve, what the fuck? You give me a movie with a giant scary clown. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So after they bang, um, Goodhead leaves. Bond leaves. They go their separate ways. You know, two star-crossed lovers crossing in the night. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So much chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so then, uh, James M and I don't know, the minister of defense or something for Venice. I don't know. The police minister or some shit. Uh, yeah. They go to investigate the laboratory. Yes. But then but when then they, there's nothing there, when they do the close encounters code to get in, yeah, it's Drax's office and Drax yeah. is in there. He's like, I don't understand your British humor, but what's going on? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Cause he's almost, he's like, it sounds like he's just using a British accent. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I know he's doing sort of a French accent, but at times it sounded more British to me. Maybe he was going back and forth. I don't know. He's a he's a very intercontinental man. He's an intercontinental champion? Yes. Yes, Shawn Michaels. Right? Hey, you did it! Hey! Wrestling! From 1994. He's just a sexy Steve. Sexy Steve! Steve. (laughs) So after that goes to shit and Bond is like told off by the uh, minister and M and whatever, then Bond's like, oh shit, that's right, I actually had real evidence. Here's a vial of that super deadly liquid that I had. Why don't you have to look at it? (laughs) Oh shit, you are telling the truth. I'm James Bond, bitch. I'm always telling the truth. I don't remember these lines, Steve. They were implied. You don't? I mean... Okay. Um, Wait, did you watch the Blu-ray? Oh, no. We watched the Canadian version. Right. Shit! So, we got oh, different versions. Oh, there's probably a pool scene. And... Right. Yeah, that oh, was no, really was weird in this movie. <laughs> the pool scene. Uh, Wait, then, uh... James Bond, I used to eat dog food, too. Did you? <laughs> I love kibble. Oh yes, proper pup is my favorite. <laughs> this is James Bond's eating out of a, a drinking out of a big gulp and just freaks out for no reason. <laughs> oh, sugar rush! Shit <laughs> <laughs> has gone too far for Drax, so he's got to call in Jaws to take out James Bond. But wait, oh, Jaws is alive. Last He's I saw clown. he was plummeting to earth in the middle of a fucking circus. Gentlemen, at this I'm gonna ask you at this point. Because <laughs> okay. it comes really obvious later, but Jaws is a cyborg, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Uh, I was gonna ask you, Steve, wh- are we ever going to the moon? <laughs> Not for another forty five minutes or so, so calm Jesus down. Sir. Christ. <laughs> I was thought I was under the impression the whole movie took place on the moon, and I was like, "Why are we not on the moon yet?" <laughs> uh, not yet, not yet. Uh, so then, for some reason, we go to Rio. I forget exactly why, but yeah, we're in Rio. It's carnival. Oh, that's right. The, uh, the 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 things were being shipped out there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The C and W company. Yeah. And he meets up with uh, a very so young lady that. He- he has sex with off-screen for some reason. Yes, yes, Manuela. Yeah, yeah he's like, oh, what's boy. there to do for five hours if you don't like samba? Well, <laughs> smash cut to Carnival! So under the ruse of Carnival, uh, they sneak over to the C&W place and they try to sneak in the back way. But then... a. Ten foot tall fucking clown float starts no! walking down an alley. Oh my god, no! all of those floats are so scary. It is the slowest, dumbest, most pointless fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then he grabs her by the shoulders and is trying to squeeze her to death. She doesn't scream or anything? Yeah, doesn't make it. Like, James, there's someone trying to kill me. It's more of a, ah, you're an ugly fucking clown, but I'm not going to vocalize anything because it's not my yeah. culture. Ah. The silent the best... screams were just, what the hell? And then the best was like when people came around and Jaws realized like, oh, I can't do this in front of people. He just pretended yeah. he was like weirdly dancing with her. Yeah. She's still not like saying anything. Not like, hey, this guy's trying to kill me. Save it. You know, whatever. Even when James Bond shows up and starts trying to save her, nope, Jaws just, like, slaps him across the room. Who ends up saving her? 
a second crowd of people who just yeah, kind of like, right. hey, come on, Jaws, let's go down the alley here and dance. It's carnival. And then they're able to make their escape. Yep. Luckily, Manuela is not long for this movie. So He got sombered away? Yes. He got swept away by the music. And she's not even she's not even killed. She just disappears from the movie. No, yeah. Bond's basically like, you know what? This isn't your racket. Why don't you go back home, little girl? Yo. You're far Man too old talk. for me. 22? Yikes. Yeah, say 22. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Grody. Hated grandma. <laughs> Instead, we get a telescope erection joke. I wrote yeah. that down. Yeah. Yeah, I take the gondola up to Overlook Cafe on, or whatever, I don't know, on top of, uh, you know, that mountain in Brazil on the coast. You know the one. Yeah. There's probably the a Overlook Hotel. The Overlook Hotel and, with, with uh, Jack Torrance. Looking through a telescope, watching planes leave an airport, because you have to do it from there. But then, oh, there's Goodhead over there doing the exact same thing, now looking at me, and... What? Okay. Cool. So, Bond and Goodhead are back together. Um, Can I ask you a real quick question, Steve? Yes, please. When they were looking up at the plane through the telescope, I don't know if it's just me, I thought I... I swear I saw that the plane had, like, puppet strings. It did. Oh yes. Okay. When it when it switches to the uh, the model or whatever, there's like yeah, it's, a, it's it's like on the front, but then it goes like towards the back at like a thirty degree angle. And I like, couldn't believe how that obvious that was. <laughs> or I was like, or at did... the very least, you're just trying to show us the side of the plane, right? Keep that part out of frame. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how did you not see that in the editing? <laughs> yeah, John Glenn, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to honestly. space, yeah, moron. Like, Did you fake the like, plane landing? <laughs> yeah. Like, John Glenn, was the, wouldn't you guys have caught that when you guys were faking the moon landing? Yeah. Hello? Was it? Hello, Mr. Glenn? <laughs> uh, we must watch and he wait. punched you out. What was it like working with Kubrick? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Steve, was it Lewis Gilbert or Stanley Kubrick? It was Kubrick. <laughs> Knew it. So, yeah, so Josh shows up again because, you know. Dana, After a rough Dana, night of partying. Sorry. And then he uh, he starts fucking around with the gondola cables when they're on their way when uh, Bond and Goodhead are on the way down, yeah. so they're stuck there. And then uh, Jaws goes on top, and they beat him on top of the gondola, and there is the sort lowest, of a fight, lowest octane fight I've ever seen in. A oh my god! <laughs> when they're just moving around in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a game of who's gonna fall first. Right. It's such <laughs> it's such a boring fight scene. Is it gonna be the old man, the really tall guy, maybe the woman? She is wearing heels. <laughs> Chicken heels, the old man, or the guy with the highest center of gravity. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah I just wrote that they're slowly moving around in a three-person circle. That's the fight. Yep. And then, but eventually, uh, I think it was Goodhead like trips Jaws, and they like throw him down into the gondola, and yep. then he grabs a Bond grabs a chain, and they just slide down the cable, and then of course, and then Jaws like signals to his buddy down the gondola thing like, "Oh, take me down faster, faster!" So it's like full speed down at him, which is only making them go faster too, if my physics are right. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Because it's the same cable. And, uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, just before the gondola's about to take them out, Bond and Goodhead just let go of the chain and then die on impact on the ground. No, they're perfectly fine. Apparently it was like an eight-foot drop. Um, <laughs> but he does get but, saved, uh, 
Steve. Who gets saved? Oh, sorry, Jaws gets saved. My bad. Oh, really? Because because he some he crashed right into the bottom of the gondola. What? What? No, but after that, he, I must have God, that was terrible. He got saved by love. Oh. I also have a note. He is going to split her directly in two. Yes. <laughs> Wait, can we take the same uh, notes? Like he's going to split Pippi Longstockings in half. Right. Yep. Her name is worry, Dolly. Thank you. She oh, her name is Dolly. Yes, her name is Dolly. Because I wrote down he's going to have to find a nine to five job now. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Okay. So anyway, uh, Bond and Goodhead are on the side of the hill. If I know my Bond movies correctly, that means it's time for a good banging. Yeah. Uh, but instead, uh, the paramedics are sent up, and they're checking them out, and Bond's like, no, no, we're fine. We only fell like 40 feet. No big whoop. Um, but alas, they are not paramedics. They're more goons of Drax. Oh, shit. <gasps> so they, uh, you know, club him the back of the head, and I don't know, hold Goodhead's wrist. Apparently that's all you need to do to get her to come along. I don't know what. And at this point, I noted that Seven Up must have really ponied up some dough for the product. Yeah. Oh yeah, Seven Up, uh, British Airways. What was this the other movie? One? Is Marlboro. definitely sponsored by Seven Up. Yeah, yeah. The intermission of this movie here is uh, brought to you. Let's by all go everyone. to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby for Seven Up and smokes. Because <laughs> it's the seventies. So Bonnie Goodhead are uh, strapped to uh, gurneys or whatever and put in the back of an ambulance. And then we get the most awkward escape I've ever seen where, like, Goodhead's, like, like I don't know, giving a come-hither look or something to the guy watching him. And he doesn't seem to be having it. But then he glances yeah. over a Bond and then Roger Moore gives him a little come-hither look, like, maybe this will work. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, nope, back to her. <laughs> It, it, that was a whole movie right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> there, was, there was so much going on in that one scene. Uh, but alas, uh, Bond's able to escape. It, like, distracts him. Oh, yeah, but that distraction, like, kicks a fire extinguisher. And yeah, there's a fight. He, uh, needless to say, Bond uh, Bond escapes. Uh, Goodhead doesn't, though, right? Like, yeah, she's still, like, in the back no, of the ambulance. No, she's still, in the, she's still in, the, yeah. in the vehicle for some reason. Because for some reason, yeah, Bond has to follow the guy he's just kicked out of the vehicle. I'm like, you kicked him out. Just stick with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, shit. He plowed right into a British Airways sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, now it yeah. becomes a fucking Western? Right? Yes. Okay. He's like Poncho Villa now. It was like a smash cut to... I, I, I wrote down the good, the Bond, and the ugly. Because it was just a smash cut to him wearing fucking Clint Eastwood stuff. <laughs> And all of a sudden, even the soundtracks, yeah, like, like kind of <laughs> like, fucking Silverado starts playing, and like <laughs> it's like some monastery where there's monk warriors. Wait, what the fuck's happening? Oh, there's money know. penny. Like, oh, okay, I'm back in. I feel I like there was a deleted on. scene at here around here somewhere. <laughs> it's gotta be because I don't yeah, know how he just became something. this. Well, is it? Yeah, it but, it uh, looked like it was like a satellite training area for MI6. Because they're like, they're yeah. testing, not only is there the, the battle monks, but there's also, they're testing gear and everything. Uh, doesn't Bond get a, like a, a new gadget here too? Yes, he gets the yes. Uh, explosive bolas. Right. Oh, right. And then I'm we're also right, introduced to the lasers, that. if I remember correctly. 
Right, because there's another fucking boat chase. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boat chases in this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's at this point we get some exposition where it's like, oh, that liquid you got brought me is a nerve gas, but it doesn't affect animals, only humans. How's that? Well, it's from this uh, MacGuffin plant in the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, then I it's guess called, we're going to the Amazon. I believe, as our friend Brent would say, plot! <laughs> so, yeah, this is weird. So then we, uh, he gets night boat. Yeah. <laughs> so then we join our uh, Disney Jungle Cruise already in progress, um, <sighs> but it's interrupted by a mortar attack. <laughs> Uh, so we're in the middle of the Amazon, and we get another speedboat chase, and there's mortar gu- mortars and machine guns, and, oh, wait, Jaws is back too? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, where is Dolly this whole time? Because he's not with her, and then suddenly, when he pops up again later, she's, like, right there with him. Yeah. She's uh, waiting in the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's checking out of the hotel right now, and gonna meet him at the bottom of the waterfall. Uh, okay. Hold on, gotcha. babe. I gotta go take care of this stuff. <laughs> I love how his voice is so like eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I got this work thing. Sorry, babe. I believe that's Mister Gilmore's jacket. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, but yeah, so so at the end of this chase, they come to the waterfall, and of course, James Bond has a hang glider on the top of his boat. As all is, Cor- I think. It- pretty standard safety feature nowadays right and luckily steve he hang glides right into uh thermoscura yeah. <laughs> yes i'm sorry it was at this point he goes from being james bond to super dave osborne <laughs> honest to god the great casting by the way stuff, like... oh i would have loved to have seen a bond movie with dave osborne playing the role meanwhile in thermoscura uh, James Bond has showed up, surrounded by Amazon beauties. Uh, but and an like, anaconda! And an anaconda! <laughs> Where's John Voight when you need him? <laughs> right? Filming Deliverance, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like early 70s, but you're not far off. Yeah. Recovering from filming Deliverance, maybe. <laughs> it, that, do you think that's what turned him into a crazy old man, just filming that movie? <laughs> nah, that... that shit just happened <laughs> that's just another day in the life <laughs> so so bond uh falls in a little pond and has a ed wood type snake anaconda yeah. fight oh gee oh my god yeah. the snake changes color like three times yeah. <laughs> uh, well and that kind of snake obviously just like only lives on people <laughs> yeah it's my kind of snake but luckily the pen is mightier than the sword and especially when it has a poisonous syringe in it. Yeah. And he stabs the anaconda in the eye. Boom. And anaconda he... don't want none unless he got <laughs> buns, huh? Oh. oh, boy. Thought we were going to get away without saying it. But, oh, no. Uh, what? You fools! Have we you were... never heard our <laughs> podcast? I have. I just ho- was hoping against hope. Uh, so Bond's crawling out of the pond. And, uh, oh, shit. There's Jaws again. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hi, Steve, are we in space yet? Not quite yet. My God, I want to get to space too. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Instead, uh, oh, Drax is there too. Why are they keeping Bond alive at this point? I don't know. Shouldn't it just be, oh, you hurt my anaconda. Um, bitches, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, like a scene, it's like no, Seth Green. Robocop. 
It's like Seth Green said in Austin Powers. I have a gun. We can just go get it, <laughs> shoot him, and be done. Bam. We can done. do it together. <laughs> like <Yeah>. a family. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's at this point I've written down, because uh, we just watched You Only Live Twice, like, this is exactly the same plot as You Only Live Twice now. <laughs> Just different backdrops, like instead of uh, Japan and Hong Kong and all that, it's, oh, Venice and Rio and space. Yeah. Yeah. Space wider than a mile. (laughs) True. I had to bring it back. Oh, yeah. So he's taken to a boardroom, uh, met up with Goodhead, but it's revealed that boardroom that they're in is directly under a shuttle they're about to launch into fucking space. (laughs) It yep. seems like an inconvenient place to put a boardroom. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently the furniture is not uh, not meant to make a return trip. But uh, luckily they're able Steve, to escape. I was going to say, luckily uh, Bond and Goodhead were faster oh. than fire. Yeah, they don't out- even outrun a fireball. Yes. They outcrawl a fireball. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, they're toasted. Nope. Oh, wait, it's the exact same thing, and you only live twice when they outran a volcano blast. <laughs> wow. Uh, Are right. we in space yet? Not yet. There. <laughs> uh, so then uh, they beat up a couple pilots and steal their outfits to get aboard another shuttle. And <gasps> oh then God. we're good. Oh what's going to happen? Ah! Now we're in 32 minutes into this movie, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. Space! <laughs> yeah! Sound the trumpets of victory! For the next 33 minutes, we will be in space. So we get some incredible zero gravity effects. Um, We're we're introduced to this uh, stealth city space station. (laughs) My god, it's full of stars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the cargo of these wonderful, these like, what is it, five or six Moonraker ships going up to space is apparently nothing but supermodels. My god, it's an arc, two by two. Oh, shit. Alright, we'll get to it. We'll just incorporate the part of the episode. Guys, if you're hearing boop boop, that's because uh, Roger, the ghost of Roger Moore is trying to enter the recording studio. Don't worry, we're not letting him in. Oh, shit. Roger Moore, we have many questions for you, all about the quest. Number one, why? Number two, two. how much? Boop boop. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Roger Moore talks in ghost form. Boop boop. <laughs> one for yes, two for no. Boop. <laughs> you ask, a, but you better yes. ask a, a yes or no question. Don't say like, "What are your thoughts on this movie?" Then he'd be like, "Boop boop." <laughs> no, just nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get aboard the space station, and we find out that uh, Drax's plan Ridiculous. is to create a perfect race of people. Ooh, oh, boy. space Hitler! Um, and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his plan actually turns out to be his undoing a little later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, Bond and Goodhead are up there, and they're like, "Hey, I have an idea. Let's unjam their uh, stealth mode, so then people will send, I don't know, space marines after them. I guess. No, <laughs> space force. Space force. Space force. You think Trump's a I'm huge fan it. of this movie? That's right. This is where he got the idea. I think Trump thinks this is a documentary. Probably. You're assuming a lot there. uh, (laughs) Okay, well, how about his assistant told him it's a documentary? (laughs) Oh, that that makes sense. (laughs) There we go. 
Uh, so Jaws the Cyborg comes back <laughs> in and uh, and apparently tries to stop James. James hits him a couple times, and we find out he has metal nuts. Uh, Jaws has metal yep. nuts. That is, yeah, because he's out a there. cyborg. Yeah. Um, and then Drax is like, "All right, I've had enough of this shit. You two are going to be expelled into space. Boom, you're done." <laughs> and this is where Bond somehow turns Jaws to an ally because he convinces him that if he's going to go along with Drax, eventually Drax is going to kill him too because he's imperfect. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. fit Drax's master race. Yeah, neither does uh, Dolly. Apparently, her name is. <laughs> I, the, uh, I feel she fits it just perfectly. Yeah, yeah she, I think she, Dolly she's is gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, Dolly's gonna be just fine. But uh, yeah, luckily uh, the emergency stop gravity button is really close to Bond for whatever reason. Jesus yeah. Christ! So he hits that, slams the brakes on the space station. Everybody gets tosses around. Everybody is he killed. Also, oh wait, he nope, also alerts quite. the. Uh, he alerts the uh, the government too because he turns off the radar jamming whatever. Yeah, now yeah, they can, they're like, whoa, hey, it's like it's more than a mile wide. <laughs> I'm watching it in stride. <laughs> yeah, so Space Force comes in with their lasers, and we have a midair fight with laser beams and sound yeah. effects by the video game Tempest. Pew 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 i didn't even i was watching it and i was like i don't know wh- who's dying right now <laughs> get him get and him a oh, little bit of me actually brendan know. that's that's who it was <laughs> brendan it was a little bit of me <laughs> Poor Nathan. Uh. the uh, control station gets lit up like a christmas tree everything is getting fired but apparently the the walls haven't been breached, so no one's sucked into the void of space from the control room. I don't know. That was a little thing for me. But, but uh, Bond. Okay, so there's the scene where James Bond is chasing Drax down the like the tube tubular hallway or whatever. Tubular. Oh my god. And then and then Drax turns around, looks at him, and Bond stops. And why it's like, Bond why stop? are you stopping? Are you guys playing fucking red light, green light or something? What's going on here? Uh, but then Drax, like, takes a step back, and Bond's still, like, slowly, like, creeping up. I'm like, maybe his vision's based on movement. He doesn't see me or something. Wait, wait, yeah, don't you remember Guardians of the Galaxy? If Drax stops moving, you can't see him. Mm. I thought that was John Cena. No. Watch movies, Steve. No? Although... No interesting time god damn it i try to do a wrestling reference and you fuck it up i was <laughs> i was just about to defend you there steve interesting tie-in you thought it was john cena drax is played by dave batista dave batista yeah 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 no, it, so, no yeah. anyway he's, he's trying give he him trying, some guys. slack brendan be canadian brendan i'm converting Sorry. to mexican and apparently steve is converting to canadian because he just apologized uh, you better be sorry bitch and Brendan is now American. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god, did we pee in a... Wait, did we pee in a fountain at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yep. Alright. So then uh, Drax grabs we don't laser. Switch. We don't switch bodies, we just switch nationalities. <laughs> switch nationalities? Like, ah, you're a Canadian citizen now. Enjoy healthcare. Ha! I am an American. Damn it. Yep, sucks to be you. <laughs> Enjoy. Here's your gun. Enjoy oh. paying for your medical. So Drax grabs his laser gun and gives a little speech of, 
Well, Bond, I thought you'd be a little better than that. I don't have no idea why you stopped halfway down the hallway. We could have just beat the shit out of me, but... Oh, well, I got a laser now, and... Oh, shit, I got shot with a dart! (laughs) (laughs) And he floats into space. To which Bond tells him to take a giant leap for mankind. Yeah. (laughs) What happened to Drax? He had to fly. Mm, what else you got? Ugh. <laughs> he wasn't in the right headspace. There we go. That's a little better, maybe. <laughs> you could say I kicked him out into space and he's dead now. Wait. There's that sly wit where we've come to know and love. <laughs> it's the just, drag it's James wit. Bond. James Bond just gets really literal. <laughs> You could say I shot him with a dart, put him in the airlock, and blasted his ass into the great beyond. Right. Ah, shaken, not stirred, am I right? (laughs) He's dead now. Anyway, your name's Uh, Goodhead, right? Anyway, on to the fucking. (laughs) To the fucking. Yeah. Highlander fucking. Okay, go. Alright, so space station's starting to blow up. Uh, Three of the, I don't know, poison vial things that could kill billions of people... Uh, They're heading towards Earth, so now it's time for Bond and Goodhead to get into one of the escape pods or something. Yeah, one of the spaceships that I guess is loaded with weaponry and blast them before they land and kill a bunch of people. When When the space station exploded, did it seem like an inordinate amount of flame in the oxygenless void of space? A little, a little heavy, yeah. Uh, okay. But but what I assume is all the uh, Space Force corpses igniting? Yeah. Ah. It's all the oxygen left in their cells. Yeah. Right. But first they got to get, get off the space station. But the release has gotta, been gotta jammed. they got to get off, all right. Yeah. So how how are James and Goodhead going to get off, Giggity? Um, <laughs> they're going to ask Jaws and Pippi Longstockings for some help. Dana. Quick, if you could chew through the coupling, we'll be released. If only these smile, you son of a bitch. If only these sharks were super smart and could help with Alzheimer's. Oh no! More realistic than Jaws. All right, shut your damn mouth. But yeah, Jaws helps out, breaks the coupling. They fly off. And then Jaws and Dolly. Pop open a bottle of champagne, and their pod goes spinning off uh, away from the main, uh, the main station. Station, yeah. And doesn't Jaws have his one line of dialogue here? He sure does. Well, here's to us. Here's to us. Yep. Clink. Give that man his Oscar. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So they're flying after the little nerve gas things. They blast him in the upper atmosphere. Definitely not raining death upon humanity. Um, but then <laughs> it's time for some zero G banging. Up. You forgot the best. Yeah. You all, you're yeah. stepping yeah. No, on no, the no. Best go for it. Go for it, babe. Movie. Go for it, babe. I'll let it me out. So MI six is uh, like a uh, bond. Uh, we're you know we're we're waiting you. Uh, what's your course? Like, wait, what is he doing? It appears he's getting ready for reentry. Zero G banging on closed circuit television. You do it. Oh yeah, totally. Tell me you wouldn't do that. Yep. Would you bang a bond on zero G on closed circuit TV? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so let's hear some fun facts. Disco. (laughs) Roll credits to disco music. (laughs) Yep. All right, gentlemen. Would you recommend this movie? You know what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. No. 
<laughs> I am gonna say that I think this movie was super dumb, and I was confused by parts of it. But I would say <laughs> yes, because I was entertained from start to finish at how stupid most of it was. Babe, how about you? I have recommended this movie. Obviously, I let these fools watch it. Yes, this movie is ridiculous and awesome. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. it's it's not great. Let but, me just say that its fun. reputation was worse than maybe I was just ready for like a way worse movie because I've always heard like oh this is like the Bond movie everyone hates like it's so bad and I, I think its reputation preceded it because I wasn't yeah. I didn't uh, I had low expectations and I thought I was entertained get, certainly not a good movie we get but a, entertaining we one. get a no and a couple miss <laughs> I was almost sucked into the void of boredom sleep because of this movie. <laughs> I was fighting <laughs> sleep in the middle of a Sunday afternoon while watching it. It's a no. <laughs> big no for me. All right, well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have fun facts, more beer, and what we learned, if anything, from Moonraker. Wider than a mile. Hey, everybody. You like listening to the podcast, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, You can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning PodCoins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listening now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code SteveIzzy, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then every other other week we ate your cues with our mailbag or you know talk about whatever yeah, no big whoop no no big whoop at all so that's what were they thinking you can catch us on podbean youtube itunes google play stitcher and more uh, also a ton of platforms that brendan made up Hi, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. 
Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Uh, what were they thinking? It's brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is... PodCoin! WWTTPD. That's the hey, Nathan. The police department. <laughs> yes, Steve. Where can I find the latest wrestling news and updates? WrestlingNewsWorld.com, Steve. WrestlingNewsWorld.com, brother! You're not there. You're not anywhere. Yeah. Wow, dude, you are amazing at reading ad copy. <laughs> I can't read, okay? Oh, I'm turned on. So you're an astrophysicist? <laughs> hey guys, we wow. interrupt Imagine your favorite you podcast to introduce you to your new favorite podcast. Imagine if you just said that out of context to someone, I can't read. Oh, so you're an astrophysicist? What? what? <laughs> and we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's oh, my, god, oh my 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 god! Steve, it's summer. It's hot. It's spicy. I need a beverage. Ooh, what do you got? I have... Uh, the finest Bavarian Doppelbach from Einger Brewery. Yes. Okay. The Celebrator. Yeah. Yeah. It's got goats on it, Steve. Oh, my God. And it's a celebration. It's a celebration. I'm going to pop this top. Oh, my top. Ooh. Brendan, Nathan, are you guys drinking anything today? I took off my bottom. Ooh, Brendan popped his bottom. Oh, my bottom. Oh. I'm going to throw the keys around that have the bottle opener, because you always keep a bottle opener on your keys. And the pour. Oh, and I'm just drinking pop, by the way. Oh, do you mean soda? No, I mean pop. So so he spilled pop on his bottom, that's what he was saying earlier. (laughs) Mm. Uh, All right, this is a... Oh, my soda! I'll be having a delightful (laughs) apple whiskey later. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So yeah, this is a, a very malt-forward beverage. Ooh, it's almost got some of that Maillard, which is a meaty aroma, which is really nice, oh, kind yeah. of almost savory. Um, good bronze-colored beer with lots of uh, khaki-colored foamy head. See? Yeah, savory. Wow. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's very... Mm. A little malt-forward, but yeah, it's definitely... Uh, it's got that Maillard. Like, juicy, like, salivating, like... Yeah, yeah. like a steak. Mm. Yeah, it's like... like it's. It's got, like, the crispy part of a steak on mm. it kind of a flavor to it, which sounds weird, but it's delicious in this beverage. Indeed. Whew. Good stuff. And it mm. tastes like it's about 7%. Yeah. Nice. Who wants some fun facts? Oh. Fun facts. I'd like some interesting facts. tidbits. Yeah, because it's a tidbit that's interesting. It's Because it's an interesting, interesting tidbit. Interesting tidbits. Super interesting tidbits because they're tid tidbits. Yeah, tidbits. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, dick pics. I've got some juicy tidbits for you. Oh. Yeah. Anybody want to guess what the Rotten Tomato score with critics is on this movie? A hundred and seven. Uh, I know, so I shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, it's 63%, which is surprisingly high. <laughs> Oh, I don't know the audience one. Yeah, the audience is 43. Oh, I thought you were going to make me guess. Also seems high. Also seems (laughs) high. 43 seems about right. (laughs) I'm surprised the critics one is higher. Right? Yeah, like a good 20 points higher. I thought they'd both be around 50. 
Well, it was a $34 million budget. Anybody want to guess what the worldwide gross was? I I am going to say it was a big one, because this was two years after Star Wars, right? So sci-fi was like was like huge at the time. That's correct. So I'm going to say it was like $120. $140 million worldwide Woo! gross. Yeah! And the uh, $34 million budget, nearly as much as the first eight Bond movies combined. Oh! Wow. They apparently went all in on this movie. Michael Lonsfield is expensive. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Peter Dinklage. Roger yes, Roger Moore's like, look, you gotta pay me like ten times as much if you want me to be me being this piece of shit. <laughs> well, didn't Connery didn't Connery take like ten percent of the gross plus like seven million or something for one of them? Like, the one that he came back for? Oh, the Never Say Never Again? That sounds about right. No, no, no. Uh, Dime, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, I think? It's the one, like, George oh, Lazenby did one, and then Connery came back and did one more official one, and then he left. Oh. And he took, like, a buttload of money. Well, that's the way you do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> see. Continue yeah, with your fun Let's get the skydiving thing. Uh, apparently, fun thing about the uh, skydiving sequence of the parachutes and all that... Uh, apparently it was the real? entire sequence required 88 jumps and five weeks to film just for two Jesus. minutes of footage. Fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. There's your you budget. Mean the shot, <laughs> you mean the shot where it looked like James Bond was eating his asshole? Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Doing like, ooh, that's a compromising holds. position there. Yep. <laughs> He's like, give me your parachute or I'll bite it off, I swear to God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, for the fight between James Bond and Chang... This movie had the most amount of breakaway sugar glass used in a single scene. Yeah. Wow. Still yeah. today? Uh, apparently. Well, it says wow. had. It's an IMDb thing. I, I'm sure like one of the Fast and Furious movies passed it or something. All right. This this is a something that was in IMDb. I'm, I'm not sure it's real, though. Real lasers were used in assisting with the creation of the special effects in the movie. Yeah. That could have been that could have been just like for to, like they looked at them for accuracy or something. Yeah, the lasers were used to get uh, the most accurate angle for which that string on the front of the Drax airplane. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> How did they not see that? Yeah. <sighs> oh, another interesting tidbit. Uh, producer yeah. Albert Broccoli complained that Maurice Bender's Broccoli. title sequence. Costs more than the entire budget of Doctor No. Jesus fucking Christ! Ah, ah. The, the fucking uh, spinning girls on trampolines. I mean, that's cheap uh, entertainment. Shirley Bassey usually. don't. Shirley Bassey don't come cheap. That's right. <laughs> Again, she, the Sean Connery <laughs> rules. Like, if you want me to be in this piece of shit, right. yeah, you're gonna give me ten percent of the gross. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and that's why this was her third and final title song that she did because then she could retire. Right. <laughs> hey, are, are you guys curious what a moonraker is? What is a moonraker, yeah. Steve? <laughs> Figured it was somebody who raked the moon to prevent moon fires. See, that's what I thought. But apparently, a moonraker has two dictionary definitions. One is a synonym for a moon sail, which is the highest sail of a ship. And the other is a term for a Wiltshire folk story where smugglers trying to hide contraband pretend to rake the water in a pond so as to catch the reflection of the moon. What? Interesting tidbit. Yeah. Oh, so it's like they're out trying to retrieve their booty from the bottom of the lake. The authorities come out and they're like, ah, 
We're we're just trying to catch the reflection of the moon. We're just drunk. <laughs> Keep going, officer. We're just drunk sailors. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Move along now. Nothing to see here. What do you do with a drunken sailor, am I right? <laughs> Early in the morning. All right. And the last tidbit. This was the highest grossing James Bond movie up until the release of Goldeneye. Oh, wow. shit. Which, as everybody knows, Six. is the best James Bond movie. Goldeneye. 16 years. Wider than a mile. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from Moonraker? What I learned from Moonraker is that if I'm ever suffering from a terrible bout of insomnia, I can pop this movie in and I'll be out like a light. <laughs> Excellent to know. Brenton, how about you? I learned that anyone can find love, even psychopathic sharks. <laughs> well, his you, teeth were like a shark's fin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deepest I learned blues. what a moonraker was. It's a drunk sailor on a boat. There you go. And I learned that Jaws isn't a shark, but he's a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> That would have made that movie so much crazier. Cyborg shit. (laughs) Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, look, it really is a robot. We blew it up and it was like gears and shit and some foam rubber and. (laughs) But the important thing is, all the important parts are vibrating. Co directed by Steven Spielberg and Albert Pune. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. You are correct, sir. We have a podcast, and it's called What Were They Thinking, where we talk about bad to questionable movies. Where can you find us? Well, I'll tell you. You can find us on Podbean at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. You can also find us on Twitter at www.ttpodcast as well as the same handle. You can find us on uh, Instagram. And you can search for us on Facebook. What Were They Thinking? We're there. We have a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash podcast, And we're also on TeePublic and Redbubble. So find us, listen, and enjoy. Or else. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, Nathan, just so you know, Drew Gulak just won the Cruiserweight title. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to take a look at the pre-show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, sorry. I Did you not want to know? They would probably would have replayed it later in the night. No, I I mean... So, Steve, on non, uh, non-boring things, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> wow. <laughs> F. I assume wow, if they're listening to this right? podcast, they know how to find us. But uh, if they were looking to save money on essential oils and aromatherapy, I would think they could go to frankiemur.com, right? They they are. And I heard rumor that if you use uh, promo code UNTIDY, you can get 15% off your entire, entire order. 15%? And, and orders over $35 ship free. And free shipping? Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that code again? i got to write this down. Promo code UNTIDY, and this year podcast will get paid for referring you. Yes! We're helping everybody out. Win, 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 baby. cost to you. That's right. Gentlemen, again, thank, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, we love having you on. You always bring odd perspectives on these movies. Woo! <laughs> Truly Canadian view. <laughs> so Canadian. Uh, we really appreciate it. So yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Izzy. I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. Bye! Goodbye, everybody! Moonraker, you say?
like the moon Rake her goes Wider than a mile I'm crossing you in style Someday Ooh. 